It is a Mulcair Monday, so we're joined by Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP and now CTV political analyst. Nice to have you, Thomas Mulcair. Happy Monday. Good. Good to be with you, John. Okay, so what do you make of this column that says Justin Trudeau's MPs are more nervous than they've ever been about the party under his leadership? Does he have a restive caucus? I think he does. And we had a little blip on the screen that showed that last week. You might have noticed that Judy Scrow called Trudeau out for saying that Ford's idea of bringing in more private care was innovative, which it is. Um, but uh, Judy Scrow was having none of it. So she was, you know, she's allowed to have an opinion. But when you're in a caucus and you've got a party leader and you've got a minister for you to come out and say that, she said that in one of the Ottawa papers a couple of days ago, it, it shows that there's, there's restlessness am amongst the members of the Liberal caucus right now. But I do think that Trudeau is pushing his luck. He knows he's in his eighth year. He wants to have that war with Poitiev, who he sees as the perfect foil, you know, the not only left-right, but mostly what type of vision we have for Canada, an open, inclusive Canada or a Canada where we light our hair on fire and say that everything's broken. So I think that that's a fight that Trudeau wants to have with Pierre Poitiev. And Poitiev, of course, is going to oblige. Now, Poitiev should remember something that I learned. It's not because you're giving a good accounting of yourself during question period. And I remember going after Harper pretty well uh, on certain things and, and scoring a lot of political points. But then a, a guy named Trudeau went ahead and won the next election. So doing well during question period and being strong in opposition isn't enough. You've got to convince Canadians that you can actually do a better job. There is a lot of opportunity for the Conservatives to to go after the Liberals on performance, on the behaviour and the ability of their government to deliver to Canadians. But he seems to want to have a culture war with Trudeau, and I'm not sure he's bringing a lot of Canadians with him. Well, on Friday, we played a fairly lengthy clip of Justin Trudeau rallying the troops, and he was obviously yeah. battle-testing some of his messages. I had the guys yes. trim that down because it was like a minute and a half long, but let's listen just a tiny <laughs> bit. This is, sure. uh, And he's, he's good at this, as everybody knows. When he is rallying the troops, he's very persuasive. He had one great opp opportunity for people to opt out of inflation. He recommended this last, last spring. You can opt out of inflation if you invest your money in Bitcoin. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, he stayed up late, watched all sorts of YouTube videos, and came to that conclusion. He said that himself. <laughs> Buy Bitcoin, opt out of inflation. Well, any Canadian who actually listened to maybe that's why those guys with the flags are so mad at me. Any Canadian who listened to him would have lost more than half their life savings. That's not responsible leadership. Okay, Thomas Mulcair, you've probably had to rally the troops uh, once or twice. <laughs> Yeah, and it, that is a great clip, by the way, and you can be sure that the ads are already made going after Poiliev on that. I guess the Liberals are just keeping their fingers crossed that somehow uh, Bitcoin doesn't rally uh, <laughs> between now and election time. But a bit more seriously, John, I think that what you're sensing there a little bit with Trudeau is nervousness. I know it sounds like he's the one who's rallying his troops, and yes, he's trying to use lines. But part of that speech, and like you say, it was quite long, he was saying things like, well, you know, this guy Poiliev, he's going after angry people, and he's trying to get them to come and vote for him. Well, isn't that the idea of politics? Using, you know, whatever rhetorical trick or promise or vision that you have to get people to vote for you. So that's not the type of attitude I'm used to from Justin Trudeau, who's always very brash and bold and in charge and pushing and pushing and pushing. Now he does seem to be a little bit uh, uh, caught on his back foot and he's got to try to push back against Poitiev. Now, the recent polling shows that the conservative brand is doing well. The conservatives are a handful of points ahead of the liberals and most of the recent polling. But Trudeau himself maintains a quite strong lead as preferred prime minister compared to Pierre Poilievre. Poilievre 
has no intention of changing the way he talks and he doesn't want to talk to mainstream media. He has shown the ability to get a lot of people to, to pay attention to him with his clips and his films and his little bits on, on YouTube and the like. But is that going to allow him to reach out to the next concentric circle of Canadians who say, yeah, we are due for a change. I can't give Trudeau another possible four-year mandate. I mean, that's what he's got to do. And I don't think he's figured it out yet. There's a provincial political story that I don't know if we can call it a bombshell, but it is somewhat of a landmine, perhaps. Uh, some veteran Ontario Liberals, and as you know, they're on their back foot, uh, have yeah. invited Green Party leader Mike Schreiner to run for the leadership of their party. I just think this is kind of like, I don't know, you've got a bad Friday night party, so you go next door and uh, and try to, <laughs> to steal partiers from somebody else's house. Yes, <laughs> it really was one of those odd things. And, you know, these were not minor Players. Several of them were former cabinet ministers saying, well, we like the way this guy behaved during the last campaign. Let's go get him. And it doesn't work that way in politics. You can't just pick somebody up, dust them off. Oh, yes, you can, because that's what the liberals did with Jean Charest right. when he got a conservative leader. But Alkening is, I don't think that this guy, Mike Schreiner, is, first of all, he says he's got no interest whatsoever in going over to liberals. You can just imagine where he would be if he ran and he lost. I mean, he doesn't want to end his political career. He's got a vision. He did very well during during the last campaign, very articulate. He, he, he Unfortunately, he got COVID during the campaign that hobbled him a bit. But everybody got a chance to see this guy's got substance. You know, he's really masters you know, in depth various files. But I, I can't for the life of me understand what's happening with the liberals. If they really can't in their whole universe come up with somebody that they consider credible, why do they even have a political party? I mean, part of the job of a political party is to groom leadership and to make sure that the next person or persons are there. And obviously, they sort of forgot that page in their playbook okay but worth mentioning you switched parties well yeah but in quebec city yeah there, there's no ndp <laughs> so when you when you leave quebec quebec politics there's one federalist party which is the, the liberal party and it accommodated left the, the guy who sold me my first ndp membership when i was 18 in law school uh, Henri francois gautrin was the head of the NDP for years and years, but he was a cabinet colleague in Jean Charest's uh, cabinet. And Charest, of course, was a former conservative leader because you you accommodated left and right yeah. within that liberal party. But once you go to Ottawa and you've got that choice, guess what? You go with the party that's been close to your values. And the very first party I ever voted for, I can guarantee you, was the NDP. Thomas Mulcair, always a pleasure on Mondays. Thank you, sir. Take good care.